0: I'm Cooper for this fandom fantasy football news update from our Seattle studio. King Thomas just wrapped up his weekly news conference, and I was ever so fortunate to get a word with him. I wanted to know what he thought of facing the struggling MLB team with such players as Josh Allen, A.J. Brown, Gabe Davis, all on by. Here's what I got from him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I asked what any good reporter would ask. Sir, so are you confirming a wed?
2: Yes! Yes! Yes!
0: Well... There you have it from King Thomas. I'm Mort Cooper, reporting from Seattle, and now back to regularly scheduled programming. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew.
2: Well, welcome. Back. Well, Thomas had a lot to say. <laughs> that was good. <laughs>
3: Who puts that stuff together?
2: Yeah, right. Gosh.
3: Oh my gosh. I I I thought that was. I hope he I was, has. That was
2: great. I hope Thomas loved that. I hope he does. Yeah. I think I think we captured his his emotions perfectly.
3: <sighs> what a week. What, what a week. A week. You know, the, the the interesting thing about recording these on a Thursday night is it almost seems like two weeks ago from last week. But did you, was it just me? Was it you? It just seemed like kind of a weird, wonky week. We didn't even have a big time high scorer.
2: No big game. Highest was 149 points from Miller.
1: Kudos uh, to him. Nothing,
2: yeah. Kudos to him. Um, but yeah, nothing. No no big high scores. Uh, no surprise from another sub-100 performance from East Dakota Community College. No surprise there. But wait a minute. <laughs>
3: you were not the only one who had a subpar uh, game. Yes,
2: there were actually, believe it or not, three teams scoring under 100 points. And then Chris, the winner, scored 100.72 points. So another low-scoring win for Chris. Uh, despite the fact that he's five and one. Is up there. He is he's ranked in the bottom half of the league in points. So it'll be interesting to see if that catches up to him or if his team starts to just put in more points and they reach up to his record. I we'll have to see what happens there.
3: Any other insights about this past any, week?
2: Any other insights? We unfortunately saw Landon get beat in Monday night football to Thomas because Herbert only put up eight points. Uh, I think that it looked as if a shoe in for Landon to potentially win that game against Thomas. That would have taken away his yeah, would have taken away his top spot. And Landon need that needed that to stay in the playoff running. And now it's looking like he's a little bit on the edge there. So that that was a that was a big thing.
3: And that's just the way the game plays out. What's sad about that and of course I can just hear Landon uh-huh 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 yeah, you know. what I'm about to say is that is a really good team he It has. is
2: ab- absolutely.
3: Uh when when Sherbert is on his game <laughs> he is amazing. He has two really really good running. I mean uh, Ford Atkins can run two yards and still get 30 points in a game. I'm exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, his running backs are incredible. His top two wide receivers. Where there is a little bit of a question mark is the flex position. He right. s- He's a little bit more um, uh, oomph uh, in that flex. But yeah. man, I, I love I, his team.
2: And I will say the last two weeks, he lost by. Uh, less than ten points each of those games. Those two games, uh, Herbert scored under twenty points. So this last Monday, Herbert scored eight. Last week, Herbert scored like sixteen points. So, if, and those were against good defenses yeah. for sure. But I mean, one player affected him losing back to back weeks where he would be talking about being, you know, on the other side of things and being in the top four right now. I don't know if it's like this for you, but do you ever? Do you
3: ever think? Oh, I wonder if there's a trade today. I wonder if there's a trade. It just seems <laughs> yeah. like there's a right. uh, a trade, and I keep thinking, what's going to be the big trade of the year? What's going to be the big trade of the year? And I don't know if and when that's going to happen. I keep waiting for. Will Thomas make a big splash
2: uh, on, on the trade market? Do you think he will? First of all, he probably doesn't need to. I don't think he needs to. Although he's always looking to strengthen his. Roster, we have seen an issue with his tight end position, uh, having Pitts being very, very subpar this year. So he did get his think, first touchdown. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, finally. But I think even a a winning team uh, can look to make uh, their team even you know better. So just because you're sitting at the top doesn't mean you rest on your laurels. I'm here to tell the Kamish, AKA King Thomas. Which, by he- the way, Thomas, I think it's really cool that clearly he's listening to the podcast. I guess and he, changed he his name to King Thomas. I so guess he does. That, I thought that listen, was hilarious. I
3: guess he does listen to the show. <laughs> he's the team to beat. I, yeah. he, the way he is constructed that roster is remarkable. I love what he's done. He's a savvy, he's a savvy, uh, he's a savvy player. He knows what he's doing and, and I admire and respect uh, what he's doing. So I I'm always intrigued what his team is doing, what it's going to do. And he's going to kick some butt this week. I don't know if you remember this. This is the only time I'll talk about my team. We played last year. So it's like, he's a nemesis to me. We <laughs> played last yep. year and I actually put up some decent points. Finally. Well, I think he it was a Monday night game. He, he ended up, he went, I mean, he went off and ended up scoring 170, 180 points. I didn't even look it up because it's too depressing. But he won basically on a Monday night game and just one or two players just they killed it. And yet here is one of my best games, and I still got beat. And Thomas wasn't having his best season either last year. So he's gone. I, I, I don't even want i I almost emailed him just said hey can I forfeit can I just can I just not play <laughs> can I just take a uh but yeah we gotta play the game don't we
2: absolutely yep uh
3: by the way there is a little league like, news speaking so' speaking of trades uh there is some other news and i I really do appreciate Mort cooper he uh, he he thinks he's uh, Ian Rappa <laughs> <laughs> Uh He he thinks he he thinks he's him, and I think that's his idol. So I did ask him to jump on a story, and it's been simmering, but it was a trade between Jake and Acme Pack. Acme Pack. And so you remember, part of the trade was a bunch of these draft picks yes yes uh like fifth six seventh, seventh, and and i asked smart is there some scuttlebutt about those picks and i want to hear i have not heard this yet i want to hear what he had to say
0: yeah g1 i asked about those draft picks you betcha here's what jake hopes to find out from the league office can he put the fifth sixth and seventh round picks on the waiver wire our sources at the commissioner's office have told us not to expect an answer until next week because they are in strategy sessions up until game time against MLB.
2: So there you have it. That, that, that that's, that's Wait, are you saying that, that Chris or that uh, Stump wasn't excited to get those picks? I mean, I think, do you <laughs> know what round Tom Brady was drafted in? Uh, you read between the lines,
3: uh, it's, it's left up to your own interpretation. Hey, just send a text or email, uh, Jake, but the word is he wants to know, can I put those picks, uh, on the waiver wire?
2: I'll I'll leave that one for the, uh, the commish to decide.
3: So, um. Anyway, it was an
2: interesting it, week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, interesting week. Uh like you said, we had a couple of trades. Uh if this is an okay time for me to bring those up, Go can ahead. I get the the nod from the the producer? Yes. I, I see a yes. Yeah, I see a yes. Okay. Um oh so, like we kind of said, uh trade with Stump and Chris it just went down, uh, I believe. I just saw the notification today, so if I'm seeing that correctly. Uh, And so Khalil Herbert and a second rounder from next year is sent over to Bantz and Bantz sent out Rashad Bateman along with a 2023 fifth, sixth and seventh rounder and a 2024 third rounder. Um, So minus those, those uh, far down the line draft picks, it's looking like a Khalil Herbert, Rashad Bateman, and then a second rounder on one side and a third rounder on the other side. Um, so a little shuffling of the board, uh, not a necessarily a crazy trade, but Rashad Bateman is nothing to know. Um, he's he's not just a waiver wire player necessarily, but he we haven't seen him really show his potential yet. That's well, because um, they ne-
3: never pass the ball. Above, above. <laughs> right,
2: right, right. And Herbert is more of a um, hopefully type of player in he- case Montgomery gets out. Herbert is almost uh, a ready-to-start top 15 he running back.
3: He is, yeah, I think he's RB1 yep. material. Yep,
2: I agree. And then the other trade, uh, not to talk our own teams up this week, but we have to go ahead and mention uh big trade between you and I. We could call it a big trade. I think it's a big trade. Um, I finally get rid of Travis Kelsey after all these years. He was one of my first players I drafted in this league. So I sent you Travis Kelsey along with the running back tandem of Jamal Williams and Deandre Swift. Um, May you win swiftly and not have to deal with his injuries, hopefully. And I received Darnell Mooney, Pat Fryermuth, Garrett Wilson, and a 2025 first rounder. But is that all?
3: I believe that is
2: all. All right. So you guys are up to, decide how uh, how good a trade that was so send in your comments uh send in your rebuttal um time will tell and all i can say is i wouldn't want to play my dad right now so i don't think thomas likes to either this week i well
3: again i have every i i have everyone on buy it seems like and i think it was yesterday i woke up and sleepers automatically on my phone uh the app is always up and Q Q. <laughs> Q, four people under the, under Garipolo. Q, Q, this stinks. <laughs> I may not have anyone playing except for Garipolo. And, and again, I'm, it's, I'm going to be four and three. The optics will look really bad. So we'll just have to see, oh, I'm just going to have to kick, kick, kick derriere uh, after King <laughs> Thomas. I We, I, we shall I, see. I just, why did I have to get him on week seven unlucky Uh, during the bye week uh with josh allen and i have don't have a decent that's why at the beginning of the year i had davis mills thinking maybe he's gonna be really good and even from week two thereafter i kept okay who can i get who can i get who can i get and so i'm taking a chance we'll we'll see if if i matt
2: ryan matt ryan was available he was i matt ryan was available and you did not pick him up I, he was all my, he was on my radar, but I, jokes aside, jokes aside about Matt Ryan, he's actually second in the league in passing yardage after what six weeks or five oh, weeks? I, d- I would That's never guess. I would not six have weeks.
3: guessed that because he's he's also looked really, really, really bad. I mean, yes. really <laughs> bad. Take
2: out la- take out last week's stats that he put up, and he's probably you know way down in the pack.
3: I, I do. Go back to on the on the trade, I just want to bring up the yeah. Kelsey part of the transaction. We had actually talked about Kelsey earlier in the season, and I kept right. telling you I just didn't have anything to give to you. And and I also thought, and I even suggested, you know, Thomas was probably going to be interested in him. And the problem with Thomas is was he going to be a good trade partner? Because what was he going to be able to give up? Right. To how would he? And as you know, the, the big issue with Travis Kelsey is is he going to play one more year, two more years? What if just all of a sudden out of the blue, he says, I'm done after the end of the season? I don't think that's right. going to happen because he's in such good shape, doesn't get hurt uh, often. But for me, who's very conservative, I think. People who really know this game will know that MLB is conservative.
2: And that's a big, it was a big jump on my part. I was just, it's a big jump because you've, you've talked up Garrett Wilson a lot and you really liked him and, uh, and him. Mooney and, and Firemuth. You were, you were I pretty lo- excited that you picked him up. I believe he was a third rounder for you. He was a you. third rounder. Super, super big talent. And potentially with a good quarterback situation, you know, there's going to be some, some payout. Uh. So, and by the way, I love Darnell Mooney.
3: I wish I could say I drafted him. I didn't. Uh, I really like fast receivers. And so every year I'm studying who are the fastest receivers. I'm looking at draft times. And so I started doing it about two years ago, and Darnell Mooney is one of those people. And it's like, wow, uh, I think it was Joe Ryan. Was it Joe Ryan that dropped him?
2: I believe so. And so
3: I picked him up. I mean, like immediately. Not because he was good then. It's just, I think this guy has some potential. The problem with people like him is he's a wide out, still is, who's going to get a few passes. Now, this is his first year where they're looking for that long pass. So it's feast or famine. So I just, okay, what do I have to lose? And then last year he takes off 1,000 yards, 70-plus, whatever it is, receptions this year he's just had tough luck. And I think Chicago's doing the right thing with Justin Fields. They're being very, very patient with him. But I am a huge, huge fan of Dar- Darnell Mooney. And if you listen to the media, the media has Chicago getting at some point another really good receiver. Because otherwise they're just going to two up or shadow uh, right. Mooney. Just really, but the guy is great talent. And watch some of his videos of what he does in the offseason. I he's, and he's a good guy, Get, just good guy. If he's the kind of guy who never got targets, I don't think you'd ever hear him saying, "I want to be traded. I want to be traded." <laughs> I just I don't think he's that kind of a. So a he
2: doesn't person. hang out with Sean Watson?
3: No, no. Okay. I, I I highly <laughs> I highly doubt it. Well, we got something cool here, and I and I mentioned this, but I'll be repeating it, but. I'm I'm in I'm I'm embarrassed that we did not interview Jake earlier. Usually, we interview the league champ uh, pretty early during the podcast right. season. So uh, short notice, asked him, could we do an interview? In fact, we did this just earlier this evening. And so, is it okay if we go ahead and play the interview? Yeah, let's hear from Jake. Here it is, uh, Jake. By the way. I'm embarrassed it's week seven and here we are just having you on saying kudos, congrats. Awesome. uh, For winning it all last year. And by the way, I don't know if you remember this. I called it at the beginning of the season last year. I said you would win it all and you did. So anyway, well done. Well done last year.
1: Thanks Mark. No, I definitely appreciate the recognition. You know, my team, A lot of good things happened. You know, Brady had an MVP caliber season. Jonathan Taylor, you know, came from relative obscurity to be the number one running back. So I was definitely very fortunate. And Chris also had a couple of really bad weeks, which helped out a lot as well.
3: I hope you don't mind me asking the question. And if you say, I don't want an answer, just tell me. But at the beginning of the season, or in the off season, did you think he maybe, had a chance to repeat.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean I absolutely I think my moves in the off season sort of indicated that like but you know between you and me when I when I traded you James Conner. Yes. I I I took a, a first rounder in twenty twenty four, two years from now. Like I that sort of started to signal like hey, I feel good about my first my first team. Like I could like these be, be like my third or fourth stringers so we can start to sort of build up the war chest for when my team starts to age out. And then on the flip side, earlier in the season, I made a move with uh, with Thomas to swap uh, Chubb for Mike Evans, straight uh, up, which has turned out to be a big old egg on the face because uh, Mike Evans has been fine, he's been okay, but yeah. he did have that suspension. And then, but well, I think Nick Chubb's leading the league in uh, rushing right now, so definitely has not worked out. But you know, those are you know those yeah. are things that you live with. And then you know, with like Brady, um, you know, having a slow start, and then my running backs, you know, being down as a whole. So, you know, but well, it's early. There's a whole second half of the season. So I'm, I'm gunning for that fourth seat. So don't get too comfortable, Mark.
3: By the, Oh, uh, no, I, I hear you. And I'm going to, I'm going to have something to say about your team in a minute. You mentioned your draft picks. Oh, I want to, nice. I, th- this is, this boggled my mind. I, I looked at this last night, 2024 first round pick, first mm-hmm. round pick first round you have three first round picks in 2024 and then a second now okay the thirds nothing to get excited about but you have two of those mm-hmm. 2024 you've got a great draft room i'm just everyone's talking about chris's picks look at you for 2024 what well done yeah. to get there
1: no thanks i mean hopefully it's a good class i haven't really i mean i watch a little bit of college football but i'm not like one of these uh, you know Degenerates out on like the, the out on out on Reddit where they're looking out at like guys for like the you know twenty twenty six draft and stuff. But you know it's always nice just to sort of accrue long term assets if you're if you think your team is you know good as is. So I mean, we'll hopefully it'll work
3: out. I, I'm going to call you the Warren Buffett of football. Hey, <laughs> hey, what what are your thoughts on the season a whole so far?
1: I think it's. I mean, in terms of real life football, it's it's there's definitely a lot of parity. Like there's, I think, what, there's the Eagles are the only undefeated team right um, right now, and there's a lot of teams that are like three and three, two and four, you know, four and two. There's a lot of sort of, I, I don't want, I don't want to call it mediocrity, but it's definitely like a, a, a wide middle class. Um, in terms of fancy football, I means a lot of usual suspects. You know, Chris is you know sort of overachieving despite his apparent tanking. I mean, with the exception of you, for a couple of seasons, you've always been flirting with like that third to fourth best team. I mean, Thomas has always sort of been right around there and, and he's made some really shrewd moves as we, you know, sort of, uh, you know, alluded to earlier, but it's been a really good season. I mean, with the, with the exception of, you know, some of the more uh, mainstays at running back the last three or four seasons that have sort of been down, but that's allowed other guys like, you know, Josh Jacobs and the, and the like to sort of take the, you know, be uh, play well and sort of be boons to the, their owners.
3: Speaking of running backs, Ah, <sighs> Jake, you have run into some bad luck with mm-hmm. your, and I, again, we're, 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 we're not talking Nick Chubb. We're talking who you have now, Taylor and Harris, bad mm-hmm. luck.
1: Th- that's
3: got to be frustrating, right?
1: Yeah, no, for, absolutely. For sure. I mean, you don't want to go from having the, the number one and number three running backs, I freaking fantasy last season to now they're I think like like eighteen and like twenty two, like that's obviously not a you know you want them to you know be a little bit more, uh you know solid and steady. But I mean that's just how it goes. There's a lot more you know committees in the backfield and stuff like that. And then you've got you know like the Josh Allen's of the world and the Jalen Hurts you know vulturing Vol- lots of touchdowns from running backs. So it's just one of those things. Running backs are you know they're, they're they're sort of like cryptocurrency where they're up and they're down and they're up and they're down and depending on what hour of the day you're looking at, you're either you know a millionaire or you're broke.
3: By the way, speaking of running backs, I I wanted to give you a high five when this happened. You may have made one of the best under-the-radar, maybe underappreciated trade this season. And I don't know if you know who I'm going to say, Ramondre, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson. You crushed it. When you made that trade, I thought... This is this is a good trade, and it's finally starting to see some fruition. So again, I'm really impressed. Again, when you made that trade, I was like, "This he he he, he knows what he's doing. This is a guy who does his homework." Am I right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I mean i i I do way too much reading of football articles, watch too much TV, you know, both you know fiction and you know sports TV and stuff. So. Yeah, I mean, those guys that are in those New England backfields are, you know, those, those committees, but it's really only one or two guys. If you can sort of pick the right one, then, I mean, it's like having a bell count. And yeah, as you, you know, mentioned that last week, I think he had like you know, over 20 points. So it definitely worked out last week.
3: Finally, finally. And by the way, thank you for doing this. Any advice for King Thomas? Because he's the guy uh, that I am predicting. Any advice for King Thomas?
1: I mean, his team is nuts, isn't it? Like, it's I mean, crazy. He, he, you know, he played me and Chris like fools. Like, I think like half his team is like our teams from last year. Like, like like his receiving core. Like, yep. one of his running backs. Yep, like, it's nuts. Um, I would. Don't trade too many of your, you know, reserve players to other teams trying to recruit, trying, trying to recoup draft picks. You know, in terms of this season, I think just, just right off into the sunset. But, you know, for future seasons, don't trade too many of your, you know, second or too much of your second teamers. And then um, I did this the first year I wanted like, or the first year before we were on sleeper. But yes. I drafted a player who was injured, and I thought I can just stash him and he'll be great the next year. And that obviously, and that did not work out. That was Darius Geist, the team that the, the, the running back of Washington ah, I drafted. I forgot about that had, that. that. had some legal issues. So that was, that was like my, you know, my big brain play trying to sit on him. But, you know, just take the best player available. Do, be more like Chris, draft the Calvin release. draft, the Justin Jefferson's late. Do that, do that. will keep you um on the top for longer.
3: Hey, I forgot to say something to you. You were, and I'm not just saying this because I'm chatting with you. Mm-hmm. I still think your team is phenomenal, I, especially with Hopkins uh, coming mm-hmm. back. I, I like – by the way, we need to say that we need to be thankful that Cooper is starting to be the Amari Cooper of the past. Ba- I know you really like him. Mm-hmm. Jake, I like your team. I think you're going to be I, – I think you're in the top four, too.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I'm on paper. I look at my team, like, you know what? There's not that many holes. Like, I mean, I could be a little better at tight end. I could maybe have like another, like a third, like a fourth running back. Like a, these are sort of just luxuries that you could have, but I mean, yeah, it's just one of those things where the variances of the running back position and a pretty slow start of really sort of kneecap to the, the first third of the season. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to try and make a run, you know, that's why I've been trying to make trades with you with uh, I reach out to Joe Ryan. Like I'm I'm out here. I'm out here trying to get better.
3: Well, again, well done last year. You're going to do great this year. And, and again, Jake, class act. Drew and I talked about you behind your back. We love doing business with you. And uh, <laughs> we, we just we, we like the way you play the game. You, you are awesome.
1: No, yeah, I, I appreciate that. I know you guys are always very upfront, good trade partners, good league members to be a part of. So, no, I mean, it's like, you know, it, the gratitude goes both ways.
3: What'd you think?
2: Uh, Stump Stump impresses me with how he talks. Like obviously he knows his football, but he also just knows how to talk and and has a has a good uh, um, foundation on him for sure. So love to hear from Chris or sorry from Stump. Um, uh, great insight on on his team and kind of how, how things are looking right now. He he, uh, I'll echo
3: what you just said. He is a great communicator and. I think this is the second time or third time I've have interviewed him and I just love his responses. He, he could easily be, he may think I'm being crazy when I say this, but he'd be a great fantasy football analyst. Oh yeah. On, on oh yeah. Any I can, I can yeah. I can hear it. I can hear it. It's yeah. like he, again, he, he is, he, he's nailing it. I just, and, and I do love his team and I do like, uh, trading with him it's it's no nonsense uh no be- and and then if you end up saying no to him he's okay uh with it he just said uh, as part of the game i just he's a great uh he he's cool he he's he's uh he's a one if he's ever in como como missouri uh, we're, we're taking <laughs> yep. him to como smoking fire Let's
2: do it Let's might do e- it.
3: might even de- do cc city broilers okay
2: uh, i want to be there
3: so what do you have for us? You, you are, you're Mr. Funny when it comes to some of these social media, uh,
2: posts. Yeah. So I like post. one of my favorite things to do either during football Sunday or maybe in the aftermath is just seeing some of the social media posts. Uh, if any of you guys follow NFL memes, then you may know what I'm talking about already. Cause some of the stuff is from them. Um, but it's just really funny seeing, seeing the random either funny football stories or funny reactions to things that have happened. Um, so the first one I got for you guys, I thought this was hilarious. Uh, Mike McDaniel. Okay, so he praised team captains in in Miami uh, this last week for getting rid of the ping pong table that was in the locker room. He thought it was just kind of a great show to focus on football and focus on what they were doing, um, you know, coming up to the to Sunday, uh, focusing on their opponent. and. Then lo and behold, Tyreek Hill talks to a reporter and he is like, Oh, yeah, we, we, uh, <laughs> that table is broken. We need to order a new one. So we got a custom one that's going to be coming in. So that's, that's the real, the real stories. I just thought it was really funny because Mike McDaniel thinks that they're being, you know, a good show of focusing on football and then truly they're just getting a new ping pong table. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty hilarious. Uh, we've heard from Tyreek Hill before already with his uh comment about uh taxes, taxes in New York, so I thought that would be a good addition um got another one here, so kind of an interesting uh stat here so Brian Robinson jr right who was unfortunately shot earlier in the year shot twice actually um number of games that he's missed four games right he missed four games out of that came back crazy story that he's come back. <laughs> Michael Thomas he's had a toe injury right you know how many games Michael Thomas has missed from that toe injury oh that's a good one four games in county. so speaking of the toughness of these two players nothing against Michael Thomas but man you get shot twice and you're already back on the field and then Michael Thomas can't even can't even handle a toe injury I don't know but, but I don't know which guy I'd rather have on my team But I'm going with uh, Brian Robinson for the win there. Um, Got one more for you. So if anyone has followed the Washington Commanders, which hopefully you have not, um, but if you have, you may already know that they get made fun of for having a a pretty rundown stadium. And money just doesn't seem to be going to the right places. Uh, People make fun of the quarterback situation, potentially. But another story just came out from this last week that there was a check written to a commander's fan that had that had uh, won a raffle for uh, upwards of over 10 grand and the check bounced. Oh. <laughs> so of course that got out, of course that got out and everyone's making fun of the commanders yet again for another failure to, uh, you know, to play their part and, and be a professional football team. So um, that is uh, the conclusion of, of uh, this week's social media. Uh, stories. So, uh, point to note: um, take Brian Robinson over over uh, Michael Thomas in a, in a cage match.
3: And I think it's also important to say happy birthday, G two. Happy birthday. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about rules, and th- I don't know if this is rules related or sleeper related. And I want to put King Thomas, the commission at ease. This has nothing to do with uh, bad commissionership. Uh, it's just it's fun to sometimes talk about this stuff. I have a couple ideas to run by you. And I don't think these are stupid. Yeah. Now, one of them is a little bizarre. I, it, In fact, the more I think about it, I'm still going to share it with you. But we'll see how it goes. So, idea number one. Idea number one. What are your thoughts of being able to trade? So we can trade draft picks, right? Right. What about waiver wire picks? Trading waiver wire picks. Well, and now, think oh, about that. Think, think, about okay. this. Now think of, it's probably not going to be as big of a deal early in the season unless, unless someone just went off. It's a rookie, uh, a running back ahead of them is out. Um, you know, Thomas did it last year. Cleveland Browns, what, what's his face? Uh, I, Dearness Johnson, is that the, the right. name? Right. So imagine someone that's in the eighth or ninth spot needs that person once that person, their tenth, there's no chance, what if you're sitting at waiver wire number one? It's like, you know what? I'll give you that number one <laughs> waiver wire pick, but I want that number two draft pick next year. So I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing it out as an idea because sometimes it can be like a, a, a stampede uh, to that that next pick that's just waiting. Now I don't think we've had that big pick to be picked this year yet. Maybe I've forgotten somebody, but in the past it seems like every year there's like
2: It's happened. It's yeah. happened.
3: So what what are your thoughts? Dumb idea, stupid idea?
2: I have never even thought of that before nor heard of it. So uh I think it's pretty fascinating to even think about. Uh it's I would say it's definitely a uh a very uh te- potentially temporary you know here now types type pick like if you're willing to to go up the waiver wire order and you know give up one of your actual draft picks for that one person um then you know i guess it just depends on your uh, where you're at in the league and and if you're trying to win more short or long term but i think to, just to give that option available not a bad idea Honestly, just, if you're willing to give it up, then go for it. I mean, might as well, if you have the option, it's up to you if you want to you know, make that choice. And it could really be, again, if it's one of those automatic, oh, this guy is on the waiver wire. Someone got hurt and this is automatically he's going to be the guy. And willing to go all out for that person. I can see it really being valuable.
3: Exactly.
2: Here is uh, idea
3: number two. So, again, these aren't really rural changes. There. First of all, the app, Sleeper itself, would have to have to have that uh, capability. And I don't even know if that capability exists. Uh, Idea number two, uh, injuries. So if if fantasy football is supposed to mimic real-life football, and by the way, I'm going to argue against myself before I let you argue against my (laughs) idea, but hear me out. Let's say you get to pick one player, one player, that one player that gets injured. You have one backup designated. Now, you don't tell the commissioner this. That's too much work. It'd be part of the app that, oh, I get to pick my one person. It could be a quarterback. It could be a running back. If so-and-so goes out of the game, here is his backup. Now, here is the argument against that. Fantasy football has to be a game of black and white. It has to be objective versus subjective. On the other hand, well, I almost said maybe there's nothing subjective. What if someone goes out and it turns out that, oh, two quarters later, hey, they're coming back through the tunnel. Wait a minute, they're gonna they're gonna play. So then what do you do about that? So Again, I know there are some, my idea may be stupid. It could be just not practical at all. But sometimes we get beat because a player goes down. No one can go in to fill his shoes. So again, that one has a lot of holes. You can throw bricks at that pretty (laughs) easily, but it's still interesting
2: to talk about.
3: But you don't only do it for one player,
2: right? Interesting to talk about. Uh, I like the idea of being able to do that. Um, I am someone that would be prone to uh, slow, I guess, slow to make a change like that, just because I tend to be more old school. And when it comes to fantasy football, uh, the idea of trying to make those guesses with your lineup is just part of the, you know, part of the, the nuance, I guess, of fantasy mm-hmm. football. Um, but there was once upon a time when I thought that standard scoring was, was better than PPR and then ESPN switched over and lo and behold, I hate standard scoring now. So maybe if we actually did it for a year, we thought maybe we ended up, uh, potentially liking these type of, this type of a move, but I, I think it's definitely worth talking about. I think it's fascinating.
3: The next idea is I wrote it down. And then, as I looked at, it, I thought that is really stupid. It just wouldn't <laughs> work, and we don't play enough games. But uh, you look at you look at the major leagues. You look at the NFL. You look at the NBA. What do all teams have? Conferences. Conferences. Yes. What if we had two five-team conferences? The downside is is. Uh, the top five, the top five this year is twenty-two and eight. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom yes. five is eight and twenty-two. Can yep. you imagine the luck of the draw if the twenty-two and eight happened to be in the same conference uh, this year? You'd have maybe three of the best teams. Right. Maybe only one gets in, but and then you have some years where you may have a sub-500 team make it to the tournament, the Final Four. So right. it's like, yeah, that's
2: stupid. Take it off.
3: But then, no, so keep it. I, Let, I, I,
2: go ahead. I have some very honest opinions about the conferences thing because uh, I don't know if it's just the standard, um, but in a lot of ESPN leagues, they actually do have that separation. I didn't and know I that. I hate it. I, I did hate not, it. I did not know that. Yeah because I have been in that situation where I've actually been a pretty decent team. And I've just been in that, in that quote unquote conference with some other good teams. And there was a team that scored less points than me, just had a better record than me and got in. And it's already already the fact that we're not going by points, you know, total points and going by the record. No, it's already a little bit of a, of a situation like that, but just take it even further and differentiate by a conference. I think it's just even too, it's just too much. Um, I like having, records going by the record but to see separate it even more i think it's i just think it's uh it takes out it makes it way more of a luck of a a luck of the draw situation if you just happen to be in the right conference type of thing so i don't like it personally maybe you guys think differently but i just don't like it what are your idea number
3: four the number four okay you do know I, i probably a lot of people have no idea what i do Uh, Sometimes I don't know what I do, but uh, one of the things I, I, in, in my first, uh, early in my career, I was very blessed and fortunate to do something that I learned that was very fun to do. And that's selling businesses, uh, buying businesses. So I don't mean for myself, I mean, for other people. And so that's continued into my consulting career for the past 22 years. I love being on the buy side. I love being on the sell side. Every client I work with, we're essentially planning for our exit, even if it's 30 years from now. And what I find fascinating, G2, is the concepts of buying a business or selling a business are identical with trading. You may think, well, it's just people on paper, uh, people, on a, but it's it's the same thing. You have the same biases. Everyone wants to buy low. Everyone wants to sell high. Um, You have all these cognitive biases uh, that that you deal with. So thinking about trades, thinking about trades, let's say there's someone you really do want to trade and you've talked to maybe one person, didn't go well, but you still want to trade that person. I wish we had some type of an eBay trade auction.
2: Oh, I like that.
3: So let's say... Uh, I'll mention one of my players, uh, Kareem Hunt. Let's just say, you know what? I, I want to get maximum, which by the way, in the real world, in the real world of selling businesses, <laughs> Not fantasy football. uh, you don't want one potential buyer. You don't want two potential buyers. You want the auction effect. Uh, as a boy, I used to go to cattle auctions. The more people at the auction, huh? The price goes up The fewer people at the auction. Price isn't high. So you want this auction effect. You also want urgency, urgency. You want auction, urgency, and a good product. You add those three together, you're going to get top dollar. I think it would be fascinating if, if Sleeper had part of their app, not just a trade block, but an e-trade block auction. You put that player on the auction, you take a chance it turns out that whoever you have to pick. Now, you may only have three bidders, but you have to take the best. You have to pick at least one bid. Now, when I say the best, that's subjective. But you're going to put that person on the block. They're, they're gonna, it's going to be maybe a bl- – I don't know if it has to be a blind auction. It could be a visible auction. So that way, if someone wanted to put Jonathan Taylor, wouldn't that be interesting?
2: Oh, I'd love to see the – uh the uh... The movement with trying to get a uh,
3: trying here, to get Taylor. Here's the rule: the rule would be if the seller puts someone on the block, you can't just put, to, you can't yank them off. You, if you're going to do it, okay. you have to commit. And wow. I I think that would be a neat. I've by the way, I've not searched this. I've not done this. Uh, it's probably because I I correlate too much of this game to my work that I do in real life. And I just think it would be a, it'd be interesting if we had such a tool.
2: Yet another fantastic idea that I haven't really heard of before. I mean, you see that with just kind of like a regular league setup where you're, you're uh, you know, you got your draft auctions and then you do that with your uh, free agents too throughout the year with a given, given, you know, budget, but to do trades like that, I think that's fascinating and, and would really create an interesting movement across teams. I would, I would, be curious to see how a league would look by doing that.
3: Well, we're already 45 minutes into this episode. We had another segment trade value charts. We've been talking about trades. I was going to ask you, do you ever look at them? And I like the trade value charts presented the way the Athletic does it. They have the tiers, but they show the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the quarterbacks side by side. I thought that's interesting the way they do that because most lists are just one big list. Right. Here's the points. Now, I have some strong opinions against them. I think they're almost stupid, but I still wanted to ask you, so we'll save that for next week, if that's okay. Let's do that next week. Let's do that next week.
2: Keep the audience waiting.
3: So, let's talk about this week's picks, and can I just go ahead and say who I think the game of the week will be? Yeah, 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 go for it. I think the game of the week will be... That good Sherbert, <laughs> a.k.a. State Farm, against Team Miller. The point total, at least within Sleeper, and I have not gone to other services to see what the point total projections are, but Sleeper has been very, very, very close. Who's going to win that game? And it looks like Sherbert has
2: somebody on by who are you this picking? is a first of all I think this is a very interesting pick for game of the week not just because of the closeness of the potential outcome but also because so Landon has lost the last two weeks he was looking like a potential top four team and he's on the edge at this point and so if he loses this game it could mean he's out of the playoffs for good but if he wins this game, then he's potentially right there in the mix and everyone starts to get a little bit closer. Uh, if Anthony loses this again, everything starts to get a little bit closer. So I think this is, uh, it's a tough game to predict. There's, uh, some potential negatives on both sides here. You know, you've seen Herbert do bad the past couple of weeks, but he's got a really good matchup this week. Uh, but then you also see Claypool in the lineup who had a good game last week, but he's really hard to predict how he's going to do. Um, Given the the young quarterback situation, and you don't know who's going to get the ball uh, on any given game right now in Pittsburgh, Chase though has picked it up as of last week, so maybe we see c- c- some consi- some consistency with Chase. Um, but then on the other side, um, you see Anthony having to deal a little bit uh, with some injuries, so he's got uh, Michael Thomas out. Um, he's got. Um, James Connor, who he's not playing, um, who is also out. And he also has Singletary on a bye. And so he's having to fill his lineup up a little bit differently based on that. Um, I'm going to give the edge to Landon on this one.
3: I'm giving the edge to Landon as well, but they both have question marks. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Which Hawkinson is going to show up? Uh, The
2: the 40-point Hawkinson uh, or the three-point Hawkinson?
3: (laughs) Is Gallup how You know, with Dak coming back, how how involved will Gallup be? And even though he's back, you know, is he like 100% healthy or is he like 95% healthy? Uh, J.K. Dobbins, is, is he going to get any uh, significant yardage points? So those are some question right. marks for him. But Anthony, I, I see he's playing D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore should be like, Lights out. Good. He, him and Darnell Mooney uh,
2: to me, they're similar. Right. I will, I will he, say for Landon, it isn't, it is unfortunate that he has to not have Cooper cup in his lineup for the bye week this week. That that's rough.
3: Exactly. And I was also going to say uh, Rondell Moore and <laughs> it's a little bit of bad luck. I mean, it's, it's good for the team, but you know Hopkins is back, so it's like, how much is that going to eat into uh, some of his target share? Rondell Moore, in my opinion, is going to be the guy. Uh, I still think he's going to be the, the the number one. He he probably going to have – well again that could be debatable. Uh, yeah, I know Hopkins is good, but I he's did, also
2: he's also not young, and not? he hasn't
3: played football in a little while. I know uh, we we're. I was talking to Jake about that. Um, before the call and, and yeah, age didn't play a lot last year, a little bit touchdown dependent more so last year. And so I'm hoping he can stay on the field uh, really for Jake's uh, standpoint. Cause boy, if you look at some of his footage, some of the tape, uh, one hand catch, one hand catch, one hand catch. Just just get it within six feet of me. I'll, I'll get it. (laughs) So he's good. So we're both giving it to Sherber, but it would not be an upset if Anthony wins. You're laughing.
2: By the way, uh, congrats to Landon on being the most, let me say that again, by employing, nicknames for more players than anyone else in the league is employing nicknames. He has like a nickname for almost every one of his players. And I think it's kind of funny. So you need to give him good job, Landon. Yeah. Give him a round of applause. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a team that bothers
3: me a little bit because he should be good. Uh, I think he's had some bad luck. Uh, I've seen games where he was projected to have over 140 points. We're talking deflate gate against Jake. And we just heard from um not trying to be disrespectful but J- Jake's J- J- Jake can just take this one to the bank agree
2: I'm going with Jake here as well um now I if Taylor plays this weekend which uh it looks as if he uh has the questionable tag off of him as of right now I don't know if you've heard anything else differently but I think if he plays then maybe that that week of rest is going to benefit him, and he's going to come fresh. Agree. And I again, I will go with with Stump here as well. I think the odds are in his favor, and I think he has a bounce back, uh, like he is. I'm sure helping to have. His team
3: looks really, really good. Now he used a term that I'll use. It looks great on paper. Looks really good. Or I should say, on Chrome, it looks really good <laughs> on Chrome. Uh, let's go with the next uh, game that I have here on my list. Uh, Acme pack against yoga, doc
2: yoga. Who do you got? G2? I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Acme on this one. Um, I, I think Dylan is a little bit of a, in a situation of um, a lot of, a lot of Q tags for him as well. Um, Keenan Allen has, he's struggled with injury so much and this year has been no different. And so we don't know if he's going to play this weekend and without him, um, without even Waller has a Q tag right now. And he's had a struggle of a season so far this year. He's only had, um, actually the last three weeks, he has put up less than 10 points. Um, I don't believe he actually played, uh, last week, but, um, I've seen a lot of unfortunate situations for Dylan and he's having to play, uh, Matt Ryan this week. Had a great game this last week. He was one of the top-scoring players in all of fantasy, but we have looked down on Matt Ryan this year as not looking like his old self. And I'm going to I'm gonna go with Chris on this one. I think he has the big playability, like we've talked about before, and he's going to pull it off.
3: I just don't see a lot of people going off on Doc Yoga's team. I hate to say that. He's- right.
2: Unfortunately, he also has a cook on buy as well, and that's that's definitely going to hurt him. Um well yeah, I I, I was uh, gonna
3: make a smart aleck remark about <laughs>
2: uh with with Dalvin Cook
3: being on by, I was thinking, is he will he score more points on by this week than he has being <laughs> yeah. off by? Right. Okay, that was bad. Right. That, that was that's really right. that's that's bad. That was really bad.
2: Pulling uh, for you, Dylan. but I think Chris has is gonna come out this on top this week.
3: And think about that. Six and one. Six one that's disgusting <laughs> good for him good for him good for chris good, good for, chris. for him okay next game i have on my list is is jr joe ryan and east dakota community college edcc edcc
2: all i can say is i think joe ryan needs to be really worried this week i think this is going to be the week that someone really takes him down and shows him who's who's boss in the league. So definitely going to go with myself here. Just kidding. <laughs> definitely going with Joe this week. Um, this is my first week uh, post Travis Kelsey post Detroit running backs and my lineup shows. So I, uh, I have no doubt that even uh, without Stefan Diggs in his lineup on bye this week, I have no doubt that Joe Ryan wins this game.
3: You know, this looks really weird. Friarmuth, Wilson, <laughs> yeah. Mooney. Uh, here's what I am predicting. If you have those three starting later in the season, and by the way, I think Friarmuth has had a concussion issues once or twice so far. Yes. So part, But, uh, man, he's so talented. Between Wilson and Mooney, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a couple of big games and hopefully they align up. At the same time, it just so. weird, it just weird seeing those three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I was looking at your wide receivers after that trade and Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, uh, the sophomore year of Garrett Wilson. Now we talked about this. I don't think Garrett Darnell Mooney is a starter. I think he's going to be this great depth piece that when you need him, who wouldn't want to have? A good Darnell Mooney with a good quarterback in right. their fifth as their WR five or six on a team, so, but your entire your your wide receivers are looking really really good. Right. Uh, for, let's, the, let's not for
2: forget. Let's not forget Traylon Burks, who's on the IR right now. He's exactly. my first round pick this year, so I I am hoping that at least three of those mentioned um, can give me some production next year, and that maybe I have potentially some draft capital to try to even my team out. We'll see how the draft goes next year with uh, maybe potentially getting a running back. So um, I am hoping for things in the future, but definitely not this week.
3: The last game is, is
1: just
3: (laughs) to me. And, and, and again, I, the first thing I did was at the beginning of the season, when do I play Thomas? It's, it's week seven. And I'm thinking, well, it, we got to keep this family. This is a family show, so I can't say what I was thinking. But, <laughs> so, so I'm going to be playing him without three big play. And by the way, did you know? Did you know? Gabe Davis is probably my favorite receiver.
2: You've only told me about ten <laughs> times now.
3: Oh, my favorite! He's probably my favorite receiver on the team, and he's not even a high volume guy. Never has been, and never will be. I just love his play, big play making ability. So I don't have him, you know, no no quarterback and I was telling Jake uh my woes of I can't even have a good backup quarterback. So the, I I it is going to be embarrassing and I'm going to be 4 and 3. I, I will be out of the top 4. And and so I I'll, I'll be have to fight for the next 6 weeks to do something to, me- to make a play. I I may be I may not be in the top 4. So Anyway, Thomas is going to be knocking me out, maybe of the top four for the entirety of the, the year.
2: So anyway... I don't he- know about the entirety, but I I think that Thomas does have the edge here because he has less people on buy. He has less Q tags. You know, the one bye week he has, uh, he gets to play Josh Jacobs, who that doesn't sound like a player you have on your bench in the first place, but because Thomas's team is so good, he has been on his bench this year is a it, lot. Is
3: it possible that... King Thomas, he set the schedule and he managed to <laughs> be playing me yes. during the book. Bu- he knew. He knew. He looked at
2: the bye weeks. He looked at he looked at the the potential outcome and he said, Yes, I am playing Mark this week. And and we
3: know we're teasing uh Kamish, King Thomas. You have a great team. Even if I had those players, you'd still beat the snot out of me. So, I'm completely at peace with you beating me. Uh I just hope it's not like last year where you it was a Monday night and you were down by 30 plus points and you come back and win. I need to dig up that game and see how that transpired. And he loved it. He 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 let me know about it. Oh, um, I'm sure. He did. <laughs> and it was and, and and he did it and it, 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 he I I was a good sport. For a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, King Thomas will win, as he will the entire, he'll win the league and the tournament anyway. So if I'm going to lose, it's good to lose to King Thomas. Well, we are done, and we're almost at a full hour. And I guess people can speed us up if they want to make this go super fast. So
2: you've got the last word the last word congrats to our future league champion king thomas we uh we can't wait to see you win the league and take us down
0: thank you for listening to vietnam fantasy football talk with the two g's mark and drew